0: Welcome, everyone, to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter, and joining me, as always, is Tara.
1: greetings citizens.
0: This is our science fiction movie podcast. We get together, we've watched the movie, and we talk about it. It's really quite that simple. Although this one's a little bit different. For the first time ever on the show, I believe we're doing two films together in the one Mm -hmm. episode. And you'll it will be pretty obvious why when I say what they are. Uh, We're going to be talking about the original 1933 King Kong and the original 1954 Godzilla and we're going to be talking about these two films uh, obviously we're doing this because there's a Godzilla vs King Kong film coming up uh, in about two months time uh, at least at the time of recording but the time this goes out it may be a little bit less than that and mm-hmm. yeah I mean we're going to do the new films that are tied to the new f- you know, entry coming out so over the next month or so you're going to be seeing uh, Godzilla 2014, Kong Skull Island and Godzilla King of the Monsters um, obviously, there's a ton of Godzilla movies. There's a f- at least a few Kong movies as well from the history books. We'll get to those at some point later. When there's other stuff coming out, or there's more reasons to do them, we'll go back and do the '70s Kong and all the rest of it. Uh, but f- obviously, we and had Son of Kong, and Son of Kong. But we only had like you know a couple of months' notice because they 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 just went, "Hey, this is coming out in March," and they did that in like January. It was like, "Oh shit!" Like we can't do 29 <laughs> Godzilla movies <laughs> in two months. <laughs> not without killing ourselves so therefore we had to pick and choose and make it simpler and do do the relevant ones in the originals and we'll go back to all the other stuff later uh but we thought to spice things up because me and connor actually talked about the original Godzilla about three or four years ago now so to spice this up we thought it'd be interesting to do Godzilla and King Kong together uh and we can compare them a little bit at the end and so on and so on so that is the plan we're doing, and we've both seen both of these before, right? Other thing.
1: I no, this is my first time watching Call. Oh well,
0: there you go. So that's uh, some excitement. Uh, I've seen Kong. the yeah. uh,
1: the seventies one, with um, what's her face?
0: <laughs> I've never seen the seventies one, so I can't help you.
1: Uh, Jessica Lang, got it. <laughs> I don't know who that is, so that was never happening. <laughs>
0: uh, so. No, um. So when we get to the seventies one, it'll be a first time for me. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I've only seen this. I've seen 2005's King Kong, the Peter Jackson one, and I've seen Kong Skull Island, which we'll be talking about soon. But uh, mm-hmm. I've never seen the seventies one, I've never seen Son of Kong or any of the other ones. I have seen G- King Kong versus Godzilla, which is the third Godzilla movie. Uh, and when we get to the Japanese Godzilla movies, we'll, we'll, you know, aside from this original, we'll talk about that then. But, uh. Yeah, for some reason I've I've never seen the the middle Kong films, just the, the, the original and the, the newest ones. But yes, so uh I mean we will do like a sort of general spoiler free, we'll give our sort of general feelings on both movies to start off, I think. Uh mm-hmm. and sort of give general ideas. Uh in terms of what they are, I mean if you don't know what King Kong is, King Kong, it's a crazy filmmaker who wants to take an actress to Skull Island because he's heard of this legend of a of a beast named Kong. And he wants to capture and he's known for doing like extreme you know dangerous photography out in the wild and getting like shots of tigers and shit and jungles next to that yeah he's got some
1: fun stories
0: uh so we have that and then they go there and of course there's a the 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 tribe the locals all worship kong and eventually they want to give this young blonde actress up to kong as a as a uh, what's the word i'm looking for a bride a bride? Oh so sure yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking more of a, a, a like an offering, like a like mm-hmm. when you give something to a god you uh Yeah. Yeah, so uh Yeah, and then of course it's you know it becomes a, a monster movie. There's 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 dinosaurs in sky Island as well as Kong and there's chaos and stuff and uh I won't spoil too much, but I mean if you know anything about Kong, you probably know it eventually ends in New York City, uh with Kong mm-hmm. in the city. So uh you've got that. And then alternatively Godzilla, of course is the giant lizard creature uh, which is an allegory for the nuclear bomb uh, made in japan less than a decade after the nuclear bombs were dropped in japan so very culturally relevant uh and again you've got monster movies much more of a horror film i would argue uh and a sort of grand scale as Godzilla. Mm -hmm. i think but uh we'll start with kong we'll we'll go in terms of the, the spoiler free section here we'll start chronological and we'll look at kong first and you'd never seen this so i'm very curious to ask the question tara what did you think of king kong
1: I loved it. I really liked it a lot. <laughs> it was uh, surprisingly fun. There's some problematic elements to it, but I could see why it was a hit. Like, it was super fun to watch, like, a really cool adventure. And the island is like full of way more stuff than just Kong, which also made it really fun. And I enjoyed the stop motion of it too. You know, it takes like something crazy, like 150 hours to make like one minute of stop motion and there's a lot of minutes in this so i bet like the bonus features would be really interesting to watch uh
0: just so how, i mean i've got the blu-ray and the making of which has got chapters is like two hours and 45 minutes long uh, i checked i didn't watch it i don't have time but i checked i checked i was curious how long is this and it was it was that long um yeah king kong's an interesting film to talk about because in, in many ways now i'm sure there was short films i'm sure there was other tests and stuff done but it's kind of the pioneer in this kind of movie mm-hmm. is the, the let's do some giant monster let's do something that's fantastical with big effects and obviously the effects are very dated by anyone's standards they're, they're essentially the first attempt at doing something like this on a, on a grand hollywood scale but uh that, that's kind of ultimately how i look feel about the original king kong it's, it's it's very important to cinema history it's important to the types of cinema we like not that everything and I don't just mean monster movies. I think is any kind of science fiction is kind mm-hmm. of traced back to just the, the creativeness of going, can we do this? Can we pull off this spectacle of this giant ape? And yeah. whatever.
1: And I think it has the first scream queen in it. Because <laughs> Faye Ray has to scream a lot.
0: She does have to scream a lot. Uh, yes, there's a lot of interesting lines of dialogue about uh, about a woman being on a ship in this, which <laughs> uh, definitely feels of, of its time.
1: Um
0: yes. Yeah, I, but I have to say, I don't love King Kong. I don't like it as much as some other monster movies. I do kind of see it as this prototype that's very important to cinema history, but not necessarily one that I enjoy watching as much as other things,
1: for example. I mean, like, we won't talk about the, the ending right now, yeah. but I, I will say the ending, was I thought, was really, really strong for Kong. Um, more so than uh, for Godzilla, not that we're doing our comparisons right now, but, like, I really thought the ending was powerful. Um, and... I mean, I'm, I'm sure people all know about it, but I didn't know like all the specifics that you get to see. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think
0: I'm pretty sure I saw a 2005 one first. So going back to the original and see, cause obviously 2005 one, okay. We're in the modern. I mean, it's actually 16 yeah. years old now, believe it or not, I, time has flown by, but <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a long film. If I remember that, but oh, I remember yes. enjoying it, um, especially like the bug scene I thought was really, really good, really nasty
0: yeah i i remember being kind of lukewarm overall because i felt it was too long and i felt like it dragged which is kind of my problem with like every peter jackson movie i've seen outside of like brain dead but i mean I, I mean maybe i'll feel different when I watch it maybe i'll feel different when i go back to it when we do it eventually but uh um because i do think that there's there's some weird things with the characters in this movie uh, and I, I guess it's almost like a weird cliche thing to say now with a monster movie that the human parts are the, are the worst parts and the, the monsters are what you're here for. Because technically that's true to, to you know for a lot of movies. Um, mm-hmm. But there are some interesting things in this that I, I don't know if they don't quite land for me because I feel the character who deserves comeuppance, for example, doesn't really get any comeuppance or learn anything or realize that they've done anything wrong. You know, that's kind of the one element that kind of sticks out to me. That's true. um and you know it, it kind of and once it gets to the monster stuff and this is both a compliment and a negative in a weird way but the compliment part of it is that once it gets to the monster stuff it is just kind of like non-stop monster stuff from that point on there's very little slowing yeah. down and doing anything else um but the downside to that is that it's kind of missing any kind of important character beats or like themes or arcs or or anything i don't really feel like i get to care you get about so any characters. many good dolls there's a lot of there's a lot of dolls and puppets and stuff yeah. like falling from things. Yes, uh, it's... <laughs> I just
1: enjoyed watching that so much.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, that, that there's stuff a lot of cool. there's
1: a lot of deaths in King Kong, which was really fun to see because this I think this is a, a pre Haze Code film, so it's fun to see like um, Kong munching on people and stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I like Kong a lot. I, I don't love it though. Um, yeah. I think some people like really cherish just because of what it means to cinema history, and I get it. I totally do, but um, it's better
1: than Citizen Kane.
0: I'd have to go back and watch Citizen Kane again, but my gut instinct is to say I don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's my gut instinct <laughs> um but I mean I mean do we st- i i it's kind of obvious given what I've said, so I don't suppose it's a surprise to say that I think Godzilla's a better film than King Kong, but I mean do you want to reveal well, it, also,
1: it also has a 21 year advantage D- true true
0: mm-hmm. uh but i'm not talking about necessarily the effects or the the monster side of it per se i, I just think it's a better film overall uh i mean do, do you want to reveal which one you prefer or if you have a
1: um i would say yes godzilla is better but i would say only slightly for me
0: okay okay I really
1: did enjoy Kong a lot. Like, I liked the 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 like sacrifice scene where she's being offered to Kong, and when he when he once Kong shows up, which admittedly takes a while, he's not there until like fifty minutes in, and uh and but like once all that started going, like I was really into it.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much the halfway point. Uh, mm-hmm. once he shows up though, he's there a lot. Like, it's not like he disappears yeah. then after that. Yeah, he he is there consistently after that fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, so.
1: But yeah, I mean, obviously there are some some themes in in uh, Kong that are pretty heavy, but for the most part, like you're not dealing with a, a post-nuclear society that has the has felt the effects of it and now have to like juggle with the fact that they are again dealing well, with something caused by America.
0: To <laughs> to to, to, transist, to use that as a transition over to Godzilla, then I think. Godzilla to me when I watch it it always feels like it's about something and I don't (laughs) necessarily feel that when I'm watching Kong and I'm sure some historians might say oh this is you know in the early 1930s this is what was going on and this is what everyone felt so this is why this is what it was saying about the time period but when I'm watching Godzilla everything feels like it's really about something and I get the message and I feel the, 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 the relevance still today of why this was made in 1954. Um, and I do think there's more heartbreaking moments in, in Godzilla, uh, unlike a lot of the sequels, which get a bit more just silly and fun and, and goofy and, and whatever. Uh, the original Godzilla is a haunting, striking film with some really horrific, like, beautiful images of Godzilla and the city. Um, I think there's some wonderful melancholy stuff where it really deals with the tragedy of what's happening. Uh,
1: well, I think the end of Kong deals with all of that, too. Like, there's also just the fact of, like, where, where Kong is and... Like his downfall, like is pretty, pretty heavy stuff.
0: You can convince me when we're talking about it. I don't, I don't yeah, necessarily feel I don't the really same.
1: I to say too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: we're not at the <laughs> endings yet, but yes, um, I I don't really feel much, like, cause Kong Kong to me and King Kong, and this is kind of unlike the the later versions, which kind of try to, to go more into the, the sympathy of Kong. I don't necessarily feel that in the original King Kong he's ever anything other than just a villain. It, it kind of just no, feels...
1: I, I disagree entirely. Especially in the last oh. scene. Like, the the scene plays out where there's no music for a while and you're just watching him, like, go through something. <laughs> Would you stop talking when, about the final scene? <laughs> and then when the scene... When, like, the music kicks in, it's, like, this somber melancholy. Like, oh. Like, this is really tragic. What's happening?
0: Anything in the movie, bar the ending. Please and, and
1: really like, <laughs> uh, I really think that that Godzilla, like in the first film, is he is a villain. Like there's versus Kong, who I think is just.
0: Oh yeah, he, oh, he, he is. I, I that was not a comparison between the two films. I, I was not saying that Godzilla is not a villain in his film. Godzilla is absolutely a villain in his. Film.
1: Yeah. Okay. I thought you were going to say that. So, yeah. But I I think Godzilla is very much just like the big bad that we have to defeat whereas kong i feel sorry for him
0: so in godzilla the th- the reason why i think it is far more impactful is because ultimately it's all it's all about human error it's about what humans have done it's always about what we caused um mm-hmm. godzilla is just a representation for what we did and ultimately to, to the very end and i think the ending of godzilla is way more powerful than kong uh, i think we're going to really disagree with that when we start talking about it um I think it is a better visual. I think it has more to say about humanity. It's got more of a message uh, about going forward for the future. It's all these things. Um, G- Godzilla t- to me is about something almost unstoppable that was created because of our own arrogance and our own stupidity. Which honestly, watching this in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> just made some parts of this film even more relevant to me as i was watching <laughs> it there's a moment early on in godzilla where there's already been some boats that have been sank there's already been some ships that have went down there's been a fishing village that's been attacked and the next target that godzilla attacks is this like party boat where like people partying and there's like lights all up and they're all singing and dancing and music and they're drinking and all i could think was you idiots and i remember thinking this in previous views i'm like like seven ships have already been attacked off the coast of japan why, why are you idiots doing this after 2020... Godzilla isn't real. After 2020, <laughs> I buy these idiots would do this. Because humanity are a bunch of stupid idiots. And I'm trying really hard not to swear. <laughs> 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 right? So, um, I th- I think... Like, I don't want to downplay because I think Kong's really important from a, from a cinema history point of view. But I think it's an important film that I enjoy watching for the, the value of it, for, for what it did. I don't necessarily think I enjoy it as much as I do a lot of other like classic films. Whereas Godzilla I think it's completely enjoyable. It's still very relevant and uh I think the images, even though obviously some of the effects will hold up, there's some toy like fire trucks being knocked over and stuff that <laughs> you definitely see and whatever.
1: The helicopter is particularly bad, I think. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but I, I think the, the images of, of Godzilla in the city and the fire behind him and the going, you know the, the fire in the water and all that, I think it's so haunting and beautiful at the same time. And I, I, that's something that, well, there's some great shots in Kong. Uh, there absolutely is. I, I don't know if I ever feel anything close to what I feel when I'm watching Godzilla. Uh, mm-hmm. There's like a sort of existential, like feeling in Godzilla. Whereas in King Kong, it's a fun monster movie. Uh, I, I don't necessarily get the 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 head of the emotions in it
1: um i don't know there's something about seeing uh kong like chained up and 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 put on display which maybe is a bit of a spoiler but i'm sure everyone knows that that part happens um that i think is pretty pretty dark Can can
0: can i just point out that the format of this was supposed to be that we compare them after we talk about it with the end, and I love that. And this is—we've never done this before. I know, and I love that we've just immediately done this and just started comparing them right off the bat with, no. And this is on both of us. I'm not. This is not you. This is not me. This is both of <laughs> us doing this. But okay, yes.
1: well, sure, yeah, it's both of us. But you definitely started with. Well, I like Godzilla more.
0: Because <laughs> you were being too positive on Kong, I had to. I had to counterbalance. <laughs> i did not expect you to commit Who this cares? to be the the pro kong person
1: well i'm still pro Godzilla. also i like both of them i don't like skull island i can't spoil that now
0: well we'll get to those
1: i was not a fan of that film
0: we'll get to those juicy details uh, in the coming weeks um yeah. uh okay where do we go from here um i guess we get a spoiler warning i was just start talking about each of them individually uh sounds good that, that, that sounds like a plan okay uh so i'll use this time to thank our patreon producers uh for the month so thank you to tyler hess cindy palacias david short born al treisman christopher moy brett williams and david brown they are patreon producers for the month so thank you very much to them uh you can of course support us for much less than what it takes to be a producer though Tara?
1: that's right uh if you enjoy our reviews please check out our patreon page it's patreon.com slash tv and if you donate as so as $1 per month, you'll get access to bonus episodes for The Ace, including you get Judge Dredd, um, you get Time Cop, a bunch of David Carradine films, Garrett Graham films, which I'm sure you're all looking for. Uh, Red Brown has made an appearance a few times. So please, please go over and check that out and find your favorite B movie. Thank you.
0: All right. Well, full spoilers then for both King Kong and Godzilla, uh, if you happen to uh, not know details of these two very old films. But <laughs> uh, yeah, King Kong. <laughs> Joe gets me a bit King Kong watching it again because I'd kind of forgotten some of the early stuff in the film. Mm-hmm. Is that so? It starts with a scene uh, where it's just setting up that they're taking a boat out, and you, you got uh, you know uh, Denham, the the director, uh, who wants to go out. And the other guys, there's basically a casting agent, who's like, "No, I'm not finding any actresses to go in your." And that, even this conversation before <laughs> before we even get to like meeting Pharys' F- character, we we get this sort of like, "Well, we <laughs> but one woman on a whole ship full of grunts. Like this is a terrible idea. Like you know, and you're not even telling them where you're going or how long it's going to be. Like this is all very fishy and sounds horrible." And he's like, well, I don't even want a woman in my movie. I'm only putting a woman in my movie because all the, the press from my last movie said, oh, it needs a woman. It needs a love interest. It needs romance. Checks out. Yeah. So, right. So that, that's the setup so for what, the what he's doing. So producers
1: are breathing down his neck, you know, like, make sure you put a woman in it.
0: <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, but Denim's such a unsympathetic character to me that I can't get on his side, even though... <laughs>
1: Uh, see I, I do find that he has some sympathy I, I think he's acted pretty well like he's he should be somebody that you hate he should be the villain of the movie and he kind of is but I, I don't know there's something about him I still find a bit of sympathy for uh, I like his story about how he doesn't use a cameraman anymore because the last cameraman like got out of the way from like a charging rhino or something instead of keeping the shot going <laughs>
0: Yeah, I do think he's a villain. Uh, I'll, I'll just, just counter on that one. Yeah. yes, he is a villain. Well, I because I mean, he basically kidnaps this woman off the street, right? He goes out in
1: New York he City. Doesn't... Oh yeah, he does kind of kidnap yeah. her actually.
0: And yeah. he just starts looking around for a woman to because he needs to leave the next morning because if they, if they wait any longer, then uh-huh. people will start snooping around the fact that they've got so many explosives on the ship and they have to like you know get permits and like hey, you've got enough like explosives here, to, like yeah, we don't have to deal with that bureaucracy. Let's yeah. just go. Uh, some you know good old. Make fashion... the greatest
1: movie in the world and then we can apologise later.
0: <laughs> yeah, with no script might I
1: add or yeah, you know, <laughs> anything else. But he doesn't know where he's gonna come across. Uh, uh, it's done curb your enthusiasm style. But
0: she, she she goes to still she's basically still an apple. The idea that she's starving, she's not got a job. And he's like, "Ah, you're beautiful." And he just—he basically just grabs her and takes her. And I thought it was going to take her straight to the ship. It does. At least, at least they took her to a diner first to kind of offer her.
1: Well, the I, job. I think she was like fainting out of like illness or something. So he—he's like, "Well, I'm going to get you to a, like a place where you can feel better."
0: Oh, she does. Yeah, she does technically faint. But I still thought it was like abducting her after she fainted. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just—it's still very it, it de- much. It felt definitely in comes ease. off
1: like a little bit. Uh, sinister in the beginning but then like oh no he's just trying to get her back to health and he is going to get her permission first before he takes her on a boat yes
0: Yes, but he does conveniently leave out a lot of details and yes i'm just going to put this out there if i i i I, 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 him saying the sentence like this is all in the up and up no funny business i'm like Mm -hmm. i don't know if i trust you i you actually having to go your way to say that makes me trust you less Maybe that's a well I think because of the circumstances
1: they're in also where it's just like, I don't know, you just picked me up off the street and you're offering me money or a role. I don't know what kind of a film this is. Maybe it's a dirty movie. And then he says, No funny business, like at least it's not it's not that type of film.
0: Okay. I, I mean, that's what I, I
1: got from the scene. Like he was trying to convince I, her it wasn't that kind of film. I will accept
0: that she is starving and she's desperate and that's why she's willing to take a risk with this dude mm-hmm. uh but that, that's basically the only reason why i would accept this because everything else about well, this is red the flags She's a famous
1: filmmaker also like she knows who he is well she's heard
0: of his name he not it like give her id is not know what she doesn't know what it looks like
1: no she's taking his word for it, <laughs> sure but like that is also there like it's like if steven spielberg came up to me like okay <laughs> at least I know who you are so <laughs> if you're telling me you're going to put me in a movie at least there's some credibility there
0: yes but imagine if like Steven Spielberg was this like enigmatic director who made a point of never being photographed and you didn't know what he looked like so you just this guy just comes up to goes I'm Steven Spielberg I'm going to put you in my movie
1: I might still trust him yeah <laughs> why no
0: that's the lead to your death Tara <laughs> I know <laughs> don't be this trusting um but i mean everything everything with uh like because i I hate watching old movies where like they'll have the the one woman character faint at everything and scream Mm -hmm. and she's just there to fall down um but even the attitude of the characters on the ship (laughs) i do hate that
1: yeah i know i'm saying like you hate that imagine how i feel
0: yes of course feel free elaborate
1: yeah it's not something that i love it's a it's a trope but you know you're watching a movie from 1933 so you kind of have to take the good with the bad you just you accept that it's there and you move on
0: we haven't even got to the dialogue on the ship yet with her love interest
1: yeah <laughs> he's a jerk
0: <laughs> i don't like a woman but on the ship you're a nuisance you're all nuisances to the point yeah. where later on when he suddenly confesses his love for her which comes like out of you know almost nowhere well
1: that's what happens when people go out to sea.
0: Yeah, um, he turns to her and says you know I think I love you and her response is but you hate women
1: you're <laughs> not woman."
0: and he says you're not woman." I'm like I don't even know what this is trying to say at this point <laughs> <laughs> these two are mad madness
1: <laughs> well um, they're both attractive so that's all that matters
0: And <laughs> Hollywood standards yeah. Um, yeah so I guess what I'm trying to say here is that the characters are not the reason to like this movie i'll think i like most of the characters
1: yeah the characters are fine
0: (laughs) i would say less than fine for the most part uh i think 1933 fine the other thing going against i think a little bit for me is that the whole like you know the natives who like worship uh, kong all that stuff i hate any tv episode that deals with like oh like this you know X culture has like a, a myth, and that's like the premise of the episode where they have a spirit or a beast or a ghost. Uh, and a lot of TV shows, it tends to be Native Americans, but it can be a number of different things. Um, I tend to hate those tropes, and this mm-hmm. is far from the worst of it. And there's a couple of dodgy lines of dialogue uh, from, from characters, again, of its time. He's kind of that yeah is. there's but, there's a
1: guy from china on the boat that's a little bit like okay his dialogue is written a bit strange but
0: oh, I, I wasn't even talking about i was just talking about how some of the white characters refer to these these the, the tribe uh those a couple of dodgy lines yeah. yeah um but even just inherently I, I never i don't like this trope i've never really been fond of this trope <laughs> uh you know like white civilization goes to oh the spooky tribe who have some something mystical <laughs> i've never been fond of that trope and I mean, not just because of the the problematic side of it where there is a bit of, you know, especially in this time period where I like, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, this was kind of just a default thing to do almost. Um, But I've just never been a fan of it. So inherently, there's a portion
1: not as racist as uh, Gone with the Wind, (laughs) which came out slightly later.
0: Oh, sure. But there's just this, this portion of the film that I've just never been super into. And I think what's so funny about the modern movie is that, In order to have Kong sort of be around to have things like fights with Godzilla and be part of a shared universe, they have to actually not do the story of King Kong, because the story of King Kong, at least, I don't know, I've not seen the 70s one, admittedly, but at least both this and the 2005 one end the same way. They they both ultimately try to do the same same story, Mm -hmm. where Kong tragically dies eventually at the end, because as you know, beauty killed the beast, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which they say in this movie. Well, they don't say that specific line, but they refer to Beauty and the Beast a lot in this movie. It's yeah. brought up quite a bit. Quite a bit.
1: I like the the comparison more of, like... Uh, so, like, on the ship, they have a little monkey that they, like, is a pet and they play around with. And mm-hmm. I like the idea of a giant ape using a human as the humans do with the baby monkey on board the ship. So it's a little bit of a role re- reversal that we get there that's unexpected. So we don't really know why Kong likes blonde girls, but he, I mean it's not like a a beauty attraction thing. It's just like it's a plaything <laughs> that he wants to have.
0: Yeah, well, I mean this tribe's been apparently giving him women for ever. Like this is just that yeah. constant thing they do is they they give him sacrifices. Um, and what exactly does he do with these women? i don't know is i mean the the, the whole blonde thing is just that he's never seen a blonde woman i think because even the tribe's like wait there's there's this golden goddess we've never seen a blonde woman before (laughs) uh it's kind of their attitude um um yeah i yeah yeah I guess better once the monster stuff starts I guess is what I'm saying like <laughs> I, I I appreciate what this is from a, like a filmmaking perspective and like a creativity perspective of like, okay let's do these monsters things that's and once you start getting to the effects where the you know the the tribe come and kidnap uh, fairy uh, they take her and put her up in the sh- in the, the, the the shackles up at the door and mm-hmm. Kong comes and gets her from that point on what it becomes like you know there's some great sequences of like a... Uh, I particularly like Kong when he's like, and I'm not even sure how to shot this exactly, but he's kind of reaching There's a lot down. of interesting
1: special yeah. effects. Yeah.
0: He's he's kind of reaching down to get one of the guys in like a sort of cave area. And it's all kind of in shot. Obviously, some close-ups where they've got like a big like Kong hand puppet. Right. Most reason, of it seems
1: to be stop motion, but there is a couple of like life-size parts of Kong that we see. We see a foot, we see a hand, and we see his head.
0: Yeah, obviously there's a mouth because at one point there was a shot of like someone like slowly dying in his mouth. Yeah, uh, which maybe <laughs> like one of the best shots in the movie. Yeah.
1: I like w- watching Kong chomp on some people. Chomp chomp. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, uh, that stuff's good. Obviously, some dinosaurs as well. Uh, there's a pterodactyl. One point, and I thought the pterodactyl was a neat touch because the pterodactyl was kind of like a, a foreshadowing of the ending. Uh, because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, this is how Kong deals with a flying enemy kind of yeah. thing and and given the scales versus this to kong and the planes at the end they're actually a very similar size the pterodactyl of ethan's bigger than one of those planes from the yeah. end so pterodactyls don't have bullets though that's true uh it's a very straightforward it's actually very straightforward because what once she's kidnapped it's like okay we have to try and go get her a bunch of the men die uh yeah kong actually they're on like this log that's like going over a crevice and kong yeah. just starts spinning it <laughs> until they'll fall <laughs> off uh
1: yeah you think it would be like one or two, but nope, it's all of them. I like the uh i heard actually that in that scene they all fall into a crevice and th- they actually did film the like insects and stuff attacking the people in in that scene um, and that's actually how they all died, but I don't know I guess that footage has been lost over time, and so you can't get it anymore.
0: There's an extra on the the blurry about this uh I think the yeah. storyboards and stuff to show like. And it's in the it's in the peter jackson movie like they, they, right they and it's one of the best of scenes
1: in that film yeah
0: um yeah uh, other stuff here because uh, there's like kind of a an attitude from the from the men the humans to just like bomb everything the first t- time you see anything because there's like a stegosaurus just mm-hmm. sort of suntering around and they all they start throwing grenades at it and it's just like why wow, it wasn't doing anything
1: just, yeah. Just, just hanging out. Just, just, There's a, a brontosaurus that eats a guy after t- he runs into a tree and tries to like go back and forth around the tree to avoid him and eventually gets chomped.
0: Yeah. These are, and these are all pretty much back to back. This is like a, a solid like 15 minutes here after yeah. she's kidnapped where the guys run into like beyond the wall to, to like try and chase after her. That we just have this carnage and we have this. Uh, <laughs> and eventually, a love interest man, uh, the first. Uh, officer or whatever the, the rank was in the, the boat <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh he, he uh goes after her and even this is a really fun sequence because right after the pterodactyl where he's like okay kong's distracted enough that he's going to get to fairy and he's got he's made like a, a sort of vine rope to go down the side of this this cliff that kong's up on top of and i do actually love the image of kong like sort of pulling it up and then yeah. they start getting pulled back up from it uh yeah until they let go
1: that was that's,
0: fun that's a neat visual <laughs> um uh but then ultimately one essentially one grenade takes kong down which I, this is one of these things you get a lot in these old movies where
1: it's a some sort of gas grenade they they established would knock out an elephant or like four of them or
0: something. yeah there's a bit of exposition but i find this a lot in old movies where a lot of things that in modern movies we expect to take a lot more firepower and a lot more uh ingenuity or you know, there's a lot of old movies where oh they'll kill the thing with fire at the end, and that's all it takes is some fire. Whereas in a modern movie so no that's what you try first, and then there's like ten different ideas before <laughs> you finally get to the thing that'll work. Uh, yeah. Which isn't necessarily a good or a bad thing, but it's, it's just we're so used to how it's done now that it's like oh one one, one grenade did it. Okay, comes down. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> he's, he's he's out for the count. Uh, and that's your. That's your island stuff. Uh, there's, there's also obviously there's a lot of stuff with uh, them bringing her to the island when they should have left her on the boat. Which obviously is everyone's like, oh, is it, they've got a blonde. Uh <laughs> Kong will love that. Let's get her for Kong. We'll trade you. We'll trade you five of ours for
1: her. Yeah. We'll trade you five of our women. I think with six even. Um. Yeah, and I think the the T Rex scene is really good too. When because Kong, like, you see Kong like holding a doll basically, and then sets her on tree and she turns into fey ray <laughs> i really like i really like the the transitions that they do there's yeah, and, some um, stuff
0: later on where she, even she herself is stop motion because they put the arms filling yeah. around yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's fun to watch and um, yeah and you can see the t-rex like approaching her while kong is trying to fight off some other people and you're like oh no she's gonna get eaten but of course kong saves the day
0: yeah, it's amazing uh, that that's the one that I glossed over, actually. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it yeah. up. People would have hated me for not bringing up with T Rex scene.
1: It's a really good scene. It's really fun. And of course Kong like defeats the T Rex the same way he always does by breaking the jaw. It's brutal.
0: I mean you say he always does, but this would have been the first time. this is the this is the where that started. The way
1: I know he Yeah. yeah that's the way I know he attacks. That's this is why he likes the, to
0: break jaws. They always do that. Um although i it gets more impressive when there's some atomic breath to uh fire back down the uh, <laughs> the, old, the old gullet All i'm saying we shall see <laughs> we shall see i mean not to spoil thoughts on another movie but there was a moment in that 2014 godzilla where i'm like oh he's always oh, doing the kong thing that's cool cool and then he starts lighting up and i'm like oh my god he's going to shit it down his mouth yeah
1: it's funny because when i watched <laughs> it too i forgot about the atomic breath i'm like oh yeah he could do that <laughs> i was like yeah
0: so that was so badass <laughs> <laughs> Gozilla, um but yeah so of, of course uh denham wants to capture kong and when he knocks him out he's like oh, let's chin him up on a raft and we'll take him back to new york because that's a great idea um and there's no come you yeah know, so I, I, i'm not a fan of lost world jurassic park right It's i said and neither were you for that matter right we, we were not positive on it it's uh no i, I, I mean lost there's some sequel. good
1: scenes in it if not great scenes but for the most part it's not a very good film
0: Yes, but what's the one thing that i'm going to compare to king kong here and bizarrely say that lost world because obviously lost world has kind of a similar back chunk where the t-rex is brought to the the city right it's brought to san diego uh but the one thing that that movie gets right that kong doesn't do is that the bad guy who brought him here out of his hubris and stupid showmanship gets Mm -hmm. his comeuppance he gets eaten and it's quite a brutal scene to be honest it's very villainous uh, but you're written for his death and you're like, yes. And at no point does Denham in this movie ever even realise he's done anything wrong. No one ever blames him for what happens. No one ever says anything to him. that he, It's his fault that he decided to chain up. Uh, which, I mean, even that on its own, the fact that he's caging this this beast and saying, oh, you belong to us now is just a piece of, you know, entertainment and you're not right. free. Like, that's obviously problematic on its own uh, and villainous, but... What, so no one...
1: you're right he doesn't get his comeuppance and in a modern day movie he would i think and he should um in this film he does not he's just there to to deliver the final line and i do think that's a mistake but <clears throat> because i do i do really sympathize with kong once he's chained up like he's he you know he's he's in the the urban jungle and he can't he doesn't know how to deal with it and you know he, he does the things that are familiar with him he grabs his comfort girl and <laughs> <laughs> takes her you know to the to the highest peak that he can find for safety i think and, that's
0: because uh, i no, I, I agree that there's some sympathy for him i guess i mean i was maybe a bit brash when i said there wasn't because obviously he is chained up and like this is mm-hmm. villainous what's happening to him i think the reason why i still see him as villainous though is once he's out in the city once he's broken free is he literally at one point pulls a random woman out of her apartment? She's asleep, and he yeah. just pulls her out of her apartment, looks at her, and goes, "Oh, this isn't mine," and just goes whoop and throws her, yep. <laughs> and she just falls to her death. And I love I the I love scene. that scene actually. Yeah, yeah, it's a great scene. <laughs> but as far as making me sympathetic towards King Kong, not so much.
1: <laughs> well, he shouldn't be there. But, like he's he's doing what he, what he knows, and like nobody. When you watch Shark Week, and you watch like these people who have these stories about surviving a shark attack. They never blame the shark. Oh, oh,
0: oh of course. Of you course. know. Okay, let me, let me <laughs> clarify something here. King Kong, and admittedly, maybe that's not true in this original film as much, right? But King Kong, to me, has always been more intelligent than that. And that's mm-hmm. why I expect him to have some kind of simple moral compass Nothing too extreme, but some sort of simple not acting out. Of I mean, he does
1: have some. Like he does save Feyre before oh, he dies.
0: Has one plaything, yes, but not yes. not anyone else.
1: Well, he doesn't take like he doesn't he doesn't grab her and let her fall too. Like he he sets her safely on top of the tower before he can't hold on anymore.
0: That's true, but I mean, I I don't see that as sympathetic as much as. He cares about the one person he's obsessed with and everyone else is just fodder her to be killed because like, like i say he just throws the other women away and like well, she falls to her death you know he he intentionally like basically destroys like train tracks <laughs> of yeah. an oncoming train uh and then that train just like sort of crashes and
1: well he dies. shouldn't be there you know he's in this 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 world he doesn't understand and everyone's yelling at him or screaming at him or trying to attack him and it's just he's being defensive
0: do you think the movie needs a character that kind of like feels sympathetic towards them to try and actually kind of give some of these ideas a bit more spotlight? Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I think if Faye Faye Ray's character does like that, would be more powerful.
0: Yes, instead she's and just streaming. I think streaming the, the modern, the, the more modern yeah. Kongs
1: do do that.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that's something definitely added in with the modern versions because I it's what I think it's one of the reasons why I feel it's lacking here, um, and it's not even so much that I. Like have an attachment to the Kong story that I think it should be better per se, mm-hmm. but just watching this on its own i I do feel like some attachment missing uh, towards the end because I don't care about Fay really I don't really care about the human characters um because all she does is scream she has' she has no character really uh beyond just... she
1: does in the beginning and then she has yeah, a she, bit just, the start. she just yeah. becomes like his plaything.
0: It's actually one of the interesting things I was comparing between the two films because I do think Godzilla's a better movie but one of the one of the points I was going to kind of give Kong uh, early on in the film is that Godzilla starts off very kind of like just like plot beat, plot beat, plot beat it's just boom, boom, boom and it cuts from like Yeah,
1: it's a very fast film actually yeah. you, you go right into Godzilla you don't have to wait
0: Yeah, but it's the, the first like 20 minutes say or just boom, boom, boom news report, news report here's the thing that happens on a ship here's some responses to it um, and it kind of lacks an introduction to the characters but Good. Luckily, Godzilla does slow down and does let you get to know the, 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 the core trio that we kind of do care about a bit more by the end. Um, I think Kong has the opposite problem where it starts off a bit slower, which I think is a good thing, and lets <laughs> you get to know Fairy's character, gets you let to know, uh, even though he's kind of an asshole by modern standards, <laughs> or love interest man, and it does get, 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 get a sense of who the characters are. But once the monster stuff starts... It kind of just goes away, all on the fact that he wants to save her. That's the only thing that there's going on is that he wants to save Fairy, and that's it.
1: Yeah, and uh, Denim is still uh, obsessed with getting rich and being famous for yes. something, for his yeah discovery.
0: But there's there's not really much of like an arc, I guess, uh, for anyone. I would say yeah. Um, so I agree
1: with that. You know, the really the the part that makes me sympathetic is when after Kong has gone climbed up the Empire State Building and he's surrounded by helicopters and they're shooting at him and I really noticed that there is a lack of music here like it was just Mm -hmm. like just Kong being bombarded with bullets and looking at himself and seeing that he's bleeding and and like getting more and more scared and because there's no music there like I really felt the impact of this is really sad what I'm watching and you know when he does eventually fall and the music kicks in and it's really it's it's really like melancholy like it's really it's not like a triumphant song i think at least the composer knew what kind of a scene it was supposed to be because he probably felt it too and um when he falls it's not like a graceful fall like he hits the tower a couple of times on the way down too oh like, yeah oh. no the,
0: the the fall is good the fall itself is really, i mean honestly the whole scene at the top of the empire state building is good yeah Um, i, I have no faults with that um like i say the, the monster stuff itself is really good the mm-hmm. The only thing that i'd say it's lacking is my my more modern understanding of kong is that i'm supposed to be a bit more sympathetic because he's a bit more intelligent and has a bit more of a moral compass and he's not just mm-hmm. uh you know because I, I think when we get to kong skull island it obviously didn't do the exact plot of the original kong but i think the one thing they tried to give him is this idea that he you know it's not just that he's in love with brie larson and, <laughs> and that's why he wants to savour he's a bit more oh like you know. Well so he's he's, well,
1: he, he's, he's protecting all of the creatures on the yes. on the island.
0: Yeah. So so they they, they do the thing and Godzilla's kinda of done the same thing as well where he started off uh representing something monstrous and villainous, but then of course he's popular, so by the time we start introducing more monsters, it's like, no, now he's our defender, he's the one saving us from all these worst things. Um which is kind of problematic when you think about what he represented in the first place. That, right. But <laughs> I mean I don't think that's the point of the sequels of Godzilla. I think it's just no no, we've got a no, fun character of what he not. is. So, yeah. so it's fine. But um. Yeah. Uh. I mean, the ending's good. Um. Uh. I, with the exception of the final uh little line, I think I I don't like the it was beauty that killed the beast moment because I don't actually think the film earns that moment <laughs> at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess they were trying to say like it was the the pretty girl that was his one weakness or something, but um, but it really was the. Uh, by the airplanes and stuff that killed him so
0: <laughs> <laughs> well no, i think it'd be fine if uh because i mean i mean he does put her down right but like would he really have like like won against the planes if he didn't like try to protect her as well it didn't seem like that in the scene they did a poor because i think that's the, if i'm going to critique the effects which is a, obviously a, almost a, a pointless thing to do with a 1933 the dawn of you know special effects as we consider them
1: yeah, but a lot I, of things had to be invented in order yeah. to make this film.
0: <laughs> but if I am going to critique a little bit, and I, I, I just mean this a little bit, just from a modern perspective, is that it's not always, like, I, I'd say the Kong, because the primitive nature of the effects, they can only do so much with his body language. They can't do subtle things in the same way that he obviously he can do with better effects mm-hmm. and modern techniques. So it, it does have to kind of rely on a bit more over the top things and... I think some stuff isn't necessarily communicated as clearly. Like, I think when he gets shot, they have him, like, check his bullet wound, like, four times just to make it really clear to us that he's been shot because the way they're doing the special effects don't allow for, like, pr- you know, a proper gunshot moment where you can really see the splatter and the you know, blah, blah. blah. Uh, right. So, so there's some crutches and... This I think, isn't Andy
1: Serkis you know. playing Kong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean... That'd be good. <laughs> well,
1: good news then. He plays Kong in the Peter Jackson movie. Does he? Yeah,
0: oh, I don't actually know that. Danny um, Circus. That's funny because obviously he went on to do the Apes movies and much smaller Apes, obviously. But
1: Yep. Um, but he has experience. Yeah, he had
0: experience. <laughs> he, did, he did. He did Kong already. Um. Yeah. So I don't want it to get away from it. I don't want anyone to take me critiquing that they can't do this like extra bit of emotion and there's some limitations to the effect. I'm just pointing out what the limitations are to kind of show maybe where some of this extra emotion that could be there isn't coming from mm-hmm. uh, in the scene itself. I think there is an element of like suspension of disbelief a little bit when you're watching movies with effects of this time period. It's just it's just the nature of the beast. It's just it's what it is. It's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um but i do I do like the end all i think the fall is brutal i think him slowly like try to hold on and then eventually letting go and then hitting part of the building as he falls down looks yeah. really good surprisingly good in fact um but yeah i just i i don't he, feel it the same way other people do i don't think for whatever he does reason. like
1: pick her back up like before he falls and then sets her back down and then it's, falls
0: it's like to say goodbye yeah it's yeah. like a moment of goodbye yeah um uh but i i, I I don't know if they actually built a relationship between them. I think that's one of the things that, again, I'm not saying it's a better movie because I don't think I'm going to think it is when I see it again. But I think that's something that the, the newer films do try to do is they try to actually build a relationship between them. You know, kind of like a like a Betty and Hulk kind of thing where there's kind of like a an understanding, mm-hmm. there's a connection where she does care about him. Uh, I never because there's never a moment in this where I, I think she cares about him. <laughs> like she's just scared of him the entire time.
1: Yeah, right? she's yeah.
0: It's, this she is just not just doesn't want to way... be his bride. Yeah, this is a two-way. This is also oh, this is not a two-way thing. This is this is a one-sided relationship. <laughs> Kong is basically a stalker, yeah. uh, who's kidnapped a woman, and yes.
1: <laughs> I wish I could see the Broadway musical. I don't know if it's, <laughs> maybe it's not a musical, but there is a Broadway show of Kong that I want that I wish I could see.
0: Yeah, and I, I've got a feeling that the comments are going to be negative towards my opinion on Kong and I I do I'm going to read it quite well for what it is because I do think it's important to film history I think everything that achieved and there's so many things that I love that wouldn't exist without King Kong being there to kind of start honestly
1: like a lot of the special effects I don't know how they did like they're they're, some of them like obviously I wouldn't I wouldn't call it seamless in that you can't you know like you you don't know how how uh, you can't tell the difference between what's real and what's not because obviously you can't but it yeah. is like the transitions between what's fake and real does is pretty seamless. Like when Kong puts her down and it's just Fay Ray there, like that's, that looks good. You know, I mean, it's just,
0: just editing really just good. editing. Well, Sure. Yeah. I, but
1: like, there's a lot of like superimposed images. And then obviously like, um, they're filming in front of a, a rear projection or a front projection or something. And then, uh, like there's a lot of other tricks that are happening here, but, some of it looks like, like really good. Just the different interactions of people in the scene with, uh, with Kong. And I, I like watching everybody get smushed by his feet too. <laughs> <laughs> I like the deaths in the movie. There's some good deaths.
0: <laughs> that's there's some pretty good deaths. I I don't I don't yeah. deny this. Um, I think I think it's a technical show piece I mean, honestly in many ways obviously it's given this importance because it is this historical artifact almost of filmmaking but i do actually <laughs> think it is very comparable in a lot of ways to a lot of modern blockbusters that people say are just about the spectacle and the effects i think the importance here of course is that this was truly pioneering a lot of things um yeah but i think it has a lot of similar problems and that i don't think the story is necessarily that great like, the story is fine it serves the the purpose of what it's doing but It's all about the monster. It's all about the big spectacle and the action. And it's really impressive. I mean, there's some
1: messages there about, like, trying, like, the hubris of man still. Like, it is still our fault that we caused all this destruction by bringing Kong. Like, we thought we could control him, but we can't control nature. Like, Kong is like a hurricane when he's in a city. He's nothing but destructive. He shouldn't be there. Yeah, I mean,
0: that is there a little bit, but it's not, like, at the forefront. It's not... It's, I mean, it
1: happens instantly, like this is the first night they're going to show Kong and he breaks out and starts destroying the city. Well, yeah,
0: but I don't think that message is at the forefront of the film. I don't think that it's trying to say something to, super deep or anything like that. It, you know, they, they wanted to make a movie with a giant ape causing destruction. Um, <laughs> and at the time, that was a really difficult and novel thing to try and pull off. And I think from a film history point of view, like if you're, if you're into filmmaking and if you care about the history of cinema... I think this is a very important film to watch and and look for how they did it and sort of appreciate what they they somehow managed to pull off at a time before lots of other things were developed mm-hmm. um because this is this is before i mean this is before maybe you brought up citizen kane earlier citizen kane developed a lot of just raw filmmaking techniques so you know ways to move the camera ways to edit things like that so they were doing this before we even kind of started doing more advanced camera moves and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of inventive stuff going. There's a lot of truly magical, like it's a magical time for cinema because there's a lot of things happening like that. Um,
1: but it the does feel like a magical story. film. Also, like once you, once you, once those gates open and you see and everybody goes beyond the what is natural to us and we're in the jungle and we see all these monsters and great beasts from ancient times. Like that is, I mean, that's cool. Like we, we it's like we cross a magical barrier and we are in a, a different world. And yeah, I, I mean, I think the themes are, are, are there still. Like, um, I like the idea of like Kong is the king of the jungle of that world, the world that we can't survive in. But when we bring him to our world, it's technology that brings him down. Like he, he's no longer king of this jungle. He may be destructive but ultimately he's killed by because of technology we have It's like the death of the ancient primitive gods i, I think there's something there
0: <laughs> so so what are you saying with that then like that that particular point like what do you you think is saying something about we're moving into a new era in history and humanity where we're leaving behind myths and legends and now we're literally killing them kind of thing is that what you're saying
1: Well, I mean, yeah, in a way, but like, uh, I guess that's there too. It's just the whole idea of we are, um, you know, because of technology, we're now the king of our jungle and we can, and the ancient gods like Kong, the ancient species, like the dinosaurs that are kings of their jungle, like can't, they they can't go toe to toe anymore.
0: Okay. I mean, I, I, I could see an argument for maybe saying that, they call him the eighth wonder of the world and this idea that like like as soon as man finds this wonder it's gone very quickly like it has to (laughs) almost be destroyed very quickly um and there'll be some message in there uh in that i don't know how well the film actually kind of pokes at those themes though i I think
1: well maybe that's why the filmmaker doesn't get his comeuppance like he's the one who's trying to who keeps putting people at risk or himself at risk, thinking I I'm in charge when I'm in control of this, of this scenario? So I'm I don't feel like I'm in danger because I'm human. Therefore, I'm on the top. But and and maybe because that theme runs through the film, maybe that's why he he still wins at the end. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, uh, sure. I. I... It's almost like a hubris thing here, where, And I, I, it feels weird saying that because the directors are actually uncredited, bizarrely, which is a really weird thing. But it's really funny to me the idea that the director's like, okay, the director is not culpable for anything. The director's in the right the whole time. We're going to make a movie about a great director. He just. <laughs> he's uh, in control and is never. He takes down the monster on his own. He's not held accountable for anything after the fact.
1: <laughs> like, just a little bit. It of, is odd that the directors are uncredited.
0: I think this is just a time when like who was classes like credited was just really in flux obviously now there's a lot of rules about who gets credit everyone gets credited now really i mean you know yeah. outside of like maybe like sort of like cameo guest stars who are secretive and
1: I mean, even the craft service gets a shout out
0: exactly yeah there's a reason why movie credits even on like like small films now is at least a few minutes long of like scrolling names because mm-hmm. and then a big budget cgi fest will have like a 10 minute long credit section because there's so many names to to... with
1: three columns of names (laughs) i know uh
0: you know things have changed a little bit um so i I don't want it to be i don't want people to think i'm being harsh in this film because i do think it's very important i do think a lot of it is very enjoyable Mm -hmm.
1: um i think it's a very cool film too i like all the jungle stuff i like the idea of like the stop motion and they had to build the jungle also in the stop motion like, those are pretty elaborate sets.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Uh, it's important. It's important. I don't know if it's definitely still as enjoyable to watch as a lot of other important films. I think some important films hold up better, and maybe this is just a taste thing more than anything else. Uh, maybe just the the style that Godzilla is coming from and what it's leaning into is more my taste than kind of the more mythical island of like myths and legends that they're going for in King Kong, but. Mm-hmm uh yeah so i mean ultimately the 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 fight was already kind of over for me before they even began just kind of in premise in a lot of ways but (laughs) uh
1: also talk uh, about godzilla
0: uh, yeah, we're going to godzilla i just uh, and maybe just the final point i make though and this is going to be a really negative uh people don't like what i'm going to say here but king kong is kind of i mean as far as design goes i've never been excited by king kong because he's just a big ape right he's not (laughs) Like Godzilla's a unique, he's like like a dragon dinosaur with atomic breath. King Kong's, he's a big ape. He's he's oversized, but he's a big ape. That's what he is. Yeah.
1: He's a familiar looking monster.
0: He's still a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Man is the real familiar looking monster.
1: It's true. In both our films. (laughs)
0: Let's move over to Godzilla. Let's move over to Godzilla. We'll talk about that then in depth, uh, plot wise. So... Yeah, right away, this movie starts with, like, ships going. And we don't see it. I think one of the things I liked about this and watching it again, and I've seen this a number of times now, is how it really teases the the terror of Godzilla without seeing him for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, because there's some really horrifying moments. And the the one that stuck out to me the most, actually, so after a couple of boats have went down, so two boats go down, and they say they've sent out a rescue boat or a fishing boat rescuing some survivors. But then they find out like quite quickly that the, the fishing boat that rescued some people then went down as well. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. blah, blah, And then eventually we see an attack on an island, like a fishing island. And this is where it kind of really does the proper horror movie thing, where you don't really see Godzilla. You can actually see like, the side of his leg at one point if you're looking really closely, if you know what you're looking for. But there's a great moment where it's just a shot in a house that they've got on like a soundstage, and they're shaking the whole house, and there's like, things falling around. And... Um, it cuts outside to like someone in the rain just screaming as they're watching this house being torn apart and it's actually like horrific it feels like a genuine terrifying scene and Mm -hmm. I'm like damn this is atmosphere this is mood (laughs) this is all these things um
1: yeah I mean it goes right into it like you don't I mean you get to see Godzilla pretty quickly I'd say I mean I know you you only see like parts of him but it's not like you're waiting around for godzilla to like be o- a- awoken you know he No. yeah he, no. uh, yeah he's he's always there he's always part of the main story it's not you don't have to go find him i mean it does take a while i guess for him to show up or to see his head over that hill but
0: um yeah so like 25 30 minutes into it's, it yeah, yeah. It's,
1: it's, kong takes 50 minutes
0: yeah i and, there's, and obviously, there's a, like I said, there's a lot of the aftermath of what Godzilla's doing. You see his footprint. You see, you know, all sorts mm-hmm. of things uh, on the build-up to him. And we get our, our, our characters introduced. We have Dr. Uh, Yamane, uh, Takashi Shimura plays him, who I've seen in a bunch of Kurosawa films. There's an Ikeru, for example. Uh, he's got a great face. Yeah. So he's there. Uh, you have the couple of Ogata and Emiko. Um, but Emiko, like, everyone just assumed she was going to marry this other guy, the scientist named Sarazawa. Like Isn't I, I your brother? No, no, she t- says at one point that, that she treats him like a... Or she's always thought of him as an older brother. Uh, oh, okay. But it's not I a, they
1: were brothers.
0: No, because it, 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 it was kind of like... Because um, cause the, the scene before that, like, the, the other guy at the newspaper says, oh, they, they expect her to marry this dude. um And part of the plot for the characters is that she's supposed to tell and break the news to Zaba that she's intending on marrying uh Ogata, the other dude. So...
1: Uh, oh i thought it was just like a, a family thing no. like she doesn't want to tell him because he's i don't know not liked in the family or like that she's just he doesn't want her to get married anyway because it's her sister <laughs> but i guess <laughs> it's wrong
0: no 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 i've uh, seen love... this movie a few times uh, <laughs> i've
1: been picked up on that
0: more more of a love triangle thing um okay but it's what, what, once so it introduces those characters, right, and it introduces uh, various things, and then there's a couple more attacks. I kind of love, so they go out to the, this island, and they see the, the Godzilla over the head, right, and it's an interesting mm-hmm. first like appearance of them And we get this explanation where uh, Dr. Yamane says that, okay, this is probably, a, a, he theorizes this is a 2 million year old species, Uh, that is sort of like a bridge between like a a water creature and a terrestrial creature
1: because in his footprints there are trilobites Mm. like living trilobites they've been gone for a long time
0: yes and he theorizes that and i say theorize he kind of proves as well he gives enough evidence to suggest that he's right which is that uh h-bomb testing which the u.s was doing uh And areas near Japan, which is kind of what this is largely uh, about. I, you know, aside from just the, the aftermath of the actual, you know, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, is that this awoke, and This is like destroyed wherever Godzilla was deep in the water, and that's why he's up, up now to to. But then, of course, they reveal that he's radiated, and that something's happened. Whatever this creature is, like clearly the radiation is is affected him as well. Uh, hence, why he's got atomic breath later. Um, and I think that, obviously the later films, I think like play with this like like the creation of godzilla and exact is he just like an old kind of dinosaur that's been affected by things or Mm -hmm. or whatever um and and i do lovely as far as like for for doing the sequels and for doing the modern movies i'm all right with mythical he's a protector of earth or whatever um Mm -hmm. but for the context of this film on its own and i think when you watch the original godzilla you have to view it as a finished work on its own that is not connected to anything else it's just a movie with a message and it's doing its own thing um this all sounds fine <laughs> this is all <laughs> solid stuff uh but it's the filmmaking that gets me because when it gets to the first attack on tokyo because there's two the first one what i love about it it's after emiko goes to see sarazawa and he takes her into the basement and shows her his uh, what he's discovered right and we don't get to see it at this point but she's kind of horrified uh she she's not quite fairy levels, but she does scream out in like mm-hmm. like terror uh what she sees
1: <laughs> help me
0: <laughs> and she leaves, but she doesn't actually tell him about her her impending marriage uh but when she goes back to the house where she lives with her dad and her like you know husband TB is there as well uh guy is there as well, and I love how tranquil this moment is because she sits down with a drink uh is sitting reading a book her father is just sitting looking at something and then there's the other guys there and they're all just sitting there, and it's in perfect quiet and then all of a sudden the siren starts going off um this is one of these little things where i don't think i necessarily appreciate it on a first viewing as much but watching it again like just realizing the first time that he properly attacks a city we're, we're given this just like this is just a normal family moment everyone's quiet mm-hmm. just doing their own thing it's very peaceful and then the siren comes in and no this thing and then this
1: yeah this life-changing earth-shaking event happens
0: this force that of destroys nature.
1: everything yeah
0: yeah uh and of course i mean i mean to talk i mean i suppose i think before we talk about the rest of the message and stuff we'll just talk about godzilla's destruction and in the city and the effects just because that was kind mm-hmm. of a focus of the kong side of things as well um i think you have some advantages here uh and some disadvantages depending on what you're doing because godzilla was yep. or kong sorry it was stop motion for the most part when it was kong doing stuff godzilla on the other hand is a guy in a suit Uh, with miniature cities and stuff. Uh, So, they both offer something different. Uh, They both have drawbacks and advantages, I think, uh, in terms of what they're doing.
1: The eyes don't blink. Bummer.
0: Yeah, eyes don't blink. Um, I do think the black and white really helps here, though. Um,
1: Definitely. I think the thing that helps the most, I'm sure you're going to bring it up, is that Godzilla has really great music. I mean, Kong's music is pretty good, too, but... Godzilla has like this really big ominous song. It, like it, you, he shows up, you're like, this is dangerous.
0: There's several great tracks in and Godzilla. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, that that main bit, the
1: dan Yeah, but,
0: but that, yeah, you you see that sounds bits. that sounds like yeah. a horror film. And then you also have the um. And the bit yeah. I always forget, but I also love that plays a couple of times later on is there's like a there's like a melancholy theme that's also kind mm-hmm. of heroic. Uh, we'll get to that where that plays, but I think that's also very good. But I think mm-hmm. the visuals are caught co- So Godzilla, I could mix them up. <laughs> it's really easy to swap them. But when Godzilla's in the city... so the first time he just like stomps on a train, he he uh, wrecks some stuff, but he doesn't do he doesn't do too much the first time. It's the second time uh where the the instinct of the of the military is to build an electrified barbed wire yeah. fence i uh, love this scene i, I love uh <laughs> i mean <laughs> i would almost suggest that building a wall was something that someone stole from this but he's not cultured enough to watch the japanese godzilla <laughs> so i'm not going to suggest that uh, but they try and electrocute him and godzilla just walks through it and then that's when he uses atomic breath yeah he's just time. angry now yeah he's just pissed so he goes th- he goes through tokyo just wrecking the place and so I think the visual that sticks with me more than anything is when he's walking past the bridge and it's just the wall of flames behind him. It's just mm-hmm. stunning. I think, I still think Godzilla has that's really good because of his back with the with the, the sort of the, the ridges and the fins and whatever is that he has a good silhouette. Like Godzilla's yeah. silhouette is well, it's iconic. I mean, really the only word for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, oh, I, I I agree. I love the design of Godzilla. I think. The only thing that is a disadvantage is that, you know, his eyes are like big and they're just there. They don't blink, which can look a little goofy, but because of the way it's shot, it's, it's shot so well. And the black and white does help. And the, I think the music, especially also just to do another comparison here to Kong, um, Godzilla sounds better. He's got a cooler sound. He's got like this thing that really does feel big. I guess it's done with like a, a, a glove covered in resin over in like a, a bass, a string bass, which is, is able to get that really bellowing, deep, big sound. Um, whereas Kong is like a mixture of different big cats that are roaring, which is still like good, but um, there's something unnatural about about Godzilla. And it does sound big. Like bigger.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've, you've got like, because you've got like a normal roar part of it, but then the ending of his roar is very yeah, distinct.
1: Yeah, like, like there's like a the reverence that comes through there. I, that's the wrong word. But you know what I'm talking about. Reverberation. There you go. <laughs> that's there. Like, it's something big, you know?
0: Yeah, it, it feels gargantuan. It feels like larger than life. And, you know, and Ishiro Honda talked about wanting to just sort of make the the atomic bomb have a, a physical form and a presence. And that's kind of the, the point. And, you know, we mentioned at the start that this was made less than a decade after those bombs were dropped in Japan. Mm-hmm. So, and... I, I think that is probably very risky. I mean, I think there's a chance you released this in Japan so close to that event and people aren't like ready to see this these images. But uh, I, I think the general consensus I see from reading various articles and online is that it was almost like a cathartic part of healing of, of seeing this represented in a way that we, we would show kind of the after effects of it and treat mm-hmm. it in a way that uh, made it this force of nature. And I think the, the ultimate message of the film being about okay human beings made the atomic bomb and the h-bomb and and so on and uh we essentially created this unstoppable force that's never going to go away Uh now it just exists and that's kind of the importance of uh dr Sarazawa's character who creates this new uh like oxygen destroyer bomb where um and I, I think watching the film again like his his story in this where he doesn't want to let it be used and he, because he, he t- he's told Emiko about it, but he, he makes a promise never to tell anyone. And it's only after the proper, like the, the 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 second rampage, the one where he's going through Tokyo and just decimates everything. And I love the scenes afterwards where the, the melancholy music plays, where we're seeing the, the the makeshift hospitals, we see children crying over their dead parents as they're being carried mm-hmm. away, uh, we see like kids being tested for radiation and, and, and stuff like that. Um, and it is properly horrific, and like the sequels don't really do this because once you start getting to oh, there's like fairies who attract Mothra, and then there's like you know a giant three headed thing that Godzilla's fighting fighting. We're all rooting for Godzilla. You don't do this in those movies. You, you this is a this is purely just in the yeah the, Godzilla is the monster yeah um uh or man is the monster be <laughs> more to the point but you're right no, Godzilla is a monster. He's a force of he's a force of nature to be reckoned well, he, with. Yeah,
1: he, he's. He's
0: not the good guy in this. No. But I, I, I think the, the key thing in this still, it's not, it represents something, but it's not really about him himself. And I think, because the ending of Sarazawa's story is that he, okay, he agrees to use the auction Destroyer to maybe kill a Godzilla. Okay, if this is the only thing that can kill a Godzilla, uh, I'll let you use it. But he burns everything, all of his notes, everything that lets anyone else know mm-hmm. how to make it. And he intentionally, and I think he always intended to do this. I don't think this is a choice he makes in the spur of the moment. I think. No.
1: He, I mean, he brings it up himself. But he would have yeah. to kill it himself.
0: He goes down in the deep sea diving suit and Ogata goes down with him, but Ogata goes back up and he stays down there. He cuts the line. He stays down there and commits suicide so that no one can ever, because essentially the idea being that he realizes he's made the next stage. He's he's went past the H-bomb. He's made the next thing. And he's not willing to add that to the arsenal of the arsenal. He the doesn't want to be Oppenheimer. Yeah uh so he makes this kind of like sacrificial choice that this can't exist there has to be a line where this stops and i, I think that's why I, what i like about the ending of a, I love the images of them going down in the suits the music that's playing uh them seeing kong wake up because kong's asleep in the water and he gets up godzilla sorry godzilla yes thank you uh and all of this is beautiful i think all of this is just wonderful imagery and then the end of the movie though it's it's doctor you made on the boat after this has all happened and they're not cheering because they beat Godzilla. This is not a victory. This is not a this is not the end of a Hollywood movie where they've beat the monster and everyone's like, Hurrah! Freedom in <laughs> ch- yeah. This is no, the reason why this happened is still going on. Like we're not done. Like this th- we've not actually f- solved the real problem. And I, I think that's kind of what gives it a, that extra bit of a punch at the end. It's like
1: No, his his character is very sympathetic. Um he is I don't understand why he why he made the bomb in the first place, but I think maybe it was just more accidental, like I, I was the, doing research the... and I came across this, but.
0: Because he calls it a discovery, so I th- the vibe I got was that he wasn't trying to make a weapon, he was just, you know, because he, yeah. he said he was studying oxygen and all the things he could do with it, and that's, this is, he kind of stumbled into this. Okay. Uh, which is very believable, because a lot of things were stumbled in, like a lot of stuff that we use were accidentally invented <laughs> yeah. or created.
1: Like, time travel in in Primer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a, the best example you could have given. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, I, I think that's the other thing. Doctor Yamane, he's actually really upset when the army's first response to it, this is like, they just want to kill him. Like, that's the first Yimane. thought is just to kill Godzilla. I think he's
1: Yamani, but that's okay.
0: Yamani? Oh, sorry. I apologize. My my Japanese dialect isn't... Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Isn't up to snuff. But... <laughs> You know, but he's upset. He's like, oh, all they want to do is kill him. Like, we could, we could learn so much about uh, radiation. We could learn so much about how he survived this. We, we could like, improve, like how we can survive this sort yeah. of thing. From this, you see,
1: I mean, even after the destruction that Godzilla has caused in Tokyo, like he's still there's a scene where you know he's depressed and in his like study, not eating with his family, and they're asking why, and the daughter says, "Well, he's a zoologist and he doesn't want to see Godzilla killed. Like, why not study him? Like, why not?" Why not see how he's resistant to radiation because we all know that we're vulnerable to that here so after our tragedy
0: but yeah and there's references to that there's references it. one of the characters flat out says that they barely escaped nagasaki uh yeah you know which would have been less than like i say a decade ago so uh like that's lingering and i think even though godzilla is more presented as this monolithic villainous like force of nature when you actually stop and talk about it, kind of some of the same things we said about Kong are kind of true in the sense that he was in his natural habitat in theory, he was happy enough and human beings took that away from him. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's our fault that he, he had to come up to the top and start messing around with us. Uh, and I, I don't think this is intended, but just if you look at it from the perspective of some of the later movies where they say that he's like a guardian who restores balance, I do kind of like, if you want, just as a thought process or thought exercise, like examine the original film through that lens where okay, we've created nuclear weapons, so Godzilla's here to restore the balance and punishes for doing so. Rather mm-hmm. than it being like a happenstance, it's like an intentional, no, you need to be punished because you did this. Now, admittedly, is it fair that Japan's the one that gets punished? Not really, but... <laughs> <laughs> Not really,
1: no. I think but, it's yeah. more like a, a comparable to um, the day the Earth caught fire, where we're just, hmm. we're watching from the perspective of the, well, the UK and England, and they are, like, they are feeling the effects of what other countries are doing well, and because because of nuclear testing and this big you know one upping the other con- country of like showing off their nuclear power um, it has caused this unintentional consequence of now the whole world <laughs> is <laughs> going to be affected because we're going closer to the sun it's knocked off our orbit and that, and, and
0: obviously yeah cuz obviously it's set in japan is you know it was made in japan but There is a couple of lines that suggest that, you know, if they don't stop Godzilla, this will just lead to everywhere. Everyone is going to get destroyed eventually.
1: Right. So this is just an unintentional consequence of of nuclear testing, is that we've awoken an ancient beast and brought him into our modern day when he should be sleeping or whatever he was doing in his underwater cave. And we've made him worse. We've made him radioactive.
0: And... Obviously, I agree that he's a villain in this in, in the simple terms, but I, th- I think if you look at it a bit, uh, analyze it a bit more, you, I think you could argue that he's not really a villain. He's completely neutral. He's just a neutral force that doesn't... There's no good or bad in Godzilla. It's not a cruelty thing. It's just... Mm-hmm. The, you know, like I say, he was pulled from his natural habitat and he's here. Uh, he's pissed
1: off because we destroyed his house. Yeah, And now he's here and he's a superpower and we keep electrocuting him or shooting him or you know <laughs> trying to trying to destroy him and each time it just makes him more yeah. mad so do he you get, keeps destroying more
0: do you get the impression that the reason why that second time in tokyo is so bad is because they try to kill him with the electric fence and stuff do you think he intentionally did you get the feeling that he acts yeah. out after that yeah
1: yeah yeah because he definitely does way more destruction
0: he does yeah he's all like okay you know what you pissed me off now so it's time to go stomping yeah. you know stomping stomp stomp um yeah, I like I something about speaks to me just so much more because I, I think everything that it's talking about still kind of resonates. Um, and like I say, there's elements of it—not not big ones—but there's some little elements of it, like, hey, in this pandemic world, I'm even seeing a little things that maybe I'd <laughs> never considered before that are are sticking sticking out to me and how we react and how no one really, you know, because that speech he gives at the end where he says, "Okay, we've we've solved this symptom, but the this nuclear test is still going on. That's still a problem." and if you talk about the pandemic it's like okay so you're trying to solve the spread of it but no one like you know like and i'm not saying there's no vaccines i'm saying that more could have been done at the start per se to to stop it from getting this out of hand in the first place in theory um but you know human beings being what we are uh some people just have to party and some people just have to (laughs) so on and so on (laughs) you know yeah um and that literally happens in Godzilla not, a,
1: not that... us though because we don't get invited to the... just a couple of nerds not I... that I would go
0: but, but we're heroes for that <laughs> That's not, you know we, we are we are heroes I mean you're even vegan like you, you you, are saving the planet one meal at a time thank you I, I save it every few meals at a time I, I don't not everyone <laughs> yeah, I understand <laughs> do my best do my best um i actually i think the other thing here that i like and i'm saying this almost in reference to the second godzilla film which really goes into a love triangle and it's really tedious i don't like godzilla raids again that much um <laughs> but i think the love triangle in this one is it's kind of neat in that it sets up a little bit of context for these characters just to give them a bit of personality and mm-hmm. it never actually tries to drain drama out of it like it never becomes about that it's just like in the background well because so when Ogata goes to Sarazawa to ask him to use the oxygen destroyer and it's this really awkward scene because of what he's asking but there's also this underlying this is the new boyfriend saying
1: mm-hmm.
0: asking this so there's a bit of a subtext to it uh so when he gives him like his blessing like before he dies he's like I wish you to a happy life together you know before he kills himself um it didn't come up you know it wasn't annoying because they've been doing this drama back and forth with awkward things uh, they don't, don't dwell on it it's just it's, kind of there it's pretty
1: secondary like i wouldn't yeah. say that i care about the human characters um i probably do almost as much as i do in in kong honestly but i do think that there is at least more to them and i, I think showing humanity as a whole in japan and in in the film it affects me more than it does in kong yeah i think that's why I'm,
0: i think that's what i mean really now you're bringing yeah. that up is that it's not so much that i care that much about these three characters and the doctor i think it's more that they represent like because you know when we get the aftermath scenes of a destruction it really feels that we get the, the human pain of what's happening whereas in kong there's the scenes where he's attacking some people and it's funny when he throws the women away don't get me wrong great scene <laughs> right but it, you don't really get the horror of it like it's, it's kind of like okay there's a monster going around we have to deal with it right but yeah and godzilla afterwards it feels like a tragedy it feels like oh this is like you know like 9 11 they're going to be talking about this day forever Like this is going to be a day there's a memorial day there's going to be statues there's going to be plaques there's going to be everything and um, it mm-hmm. feels like a tra- national tragedy uh and it's just an int- a different focus of course than what they're doing mm-hmm. but I-, I think it speaks to me a little bit more because i feel it in and godzilla so um the sadness of the whole thing really speaks to me i think Treat- treating treating like a monster coming to the city and causing chaos and treating that like it is like a, a tragedy because it's not like i mean this is a it's not like other monster movies do that that much like i, I don't think uh like i uh, take you know the american godzilla films like i mean maybe the 2014 one is a little bit we're, we're going to be watching that soon so we'll examine that closely when we watch it but i mean it's not like the roland emmerich one treats it like a tragedy right and that's just a big silly dumb movie
1: no but it also came out like before 9-11 True. I think I think nine eleven does change the way we view disaster movies in Hollywood.
0: Are you suggesting that maybe two atomic bombs landed in Japan and maybe changed how Japan looked at certain things for a while? Well, yeah,
1: totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> clearly. I, would, I I would I would agree with that. <laughs> but I'm saying sentiment. the Roland Emmerich one is not going to have the same, yeah, the same kind of focus there.
0: <laughs> because I, I know you loved that one, Tara. So I thought I'd bring it up.
1: <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Stroke yeah, I, off. Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> look, saying "stroke off" is great to anyone who watches Babylon Five. They'll get that <laughs> joke. E- everyone else is going to hear that and be
1: like, "What?" <laughs> right? It's such a bizarre insult. <laughs> uh, uh, it's hilarious in Babylon Five, though,
0: that's great.
1: though. I don't think it's supposed to be.
0: It's great. Enjoy our reviews that we do every week. We're almost done with season one, and you mm-hmm. can catch it on HBO Max now. The TV show itself. So, yeah. join us and watch along and tell your us. friends yes and tell your <laughs> friends um uh, but yes uh no i love godzilla i, I think godzilla is <sighs> I, I don't want to say perfect
1: necessarily but no it it is great though really great
0: yeah i, I think it's got the right combination of giving me enough of like character to care about and like I say, it's not so much that the individual characters are there, but they're they're, they're good conduits for representing humanity. I suppose I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. Um, which is a tricky thing to pull off because I think there's a lot of like other films where I think some so someone's trying to defend some crappy action movie, they're like, "Well, the characters are just like blank slates to represent the the people." Nah, you're you're pulling that out of your ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it works here though. And then I think the the Godzilla stuff is great. Visually, it's stunning. The music's wonderful. I think the message is strong from start to finish. It's even more poignant at the end. Uh, and it ends on a dour note. The final note of music as it says at the end is a sad piece of music. It's not, hey, we beat Godzilla, yeah. everyone,
1: yay! Do you remember the first time you saw Godzilla? This version? Uh,
0: yeah, I, I would have been... probably well, just at the end the high school kind of age range. I, were I, I, were I, you
1: am... surprised that Godzilla turns into a skeleton and dies at the end? Knowing that there's like 800 sequels?
0: when the uh the, the hydrogen also the oxygen uh destroyer goes off in the water yes. yeah um uh I, I guess a little bit because I, I remember i but I, I imported a, a criterion box set that had uh the first like eight godzilla movies in it on dvd mm-hmm. that was how i watched these for the first time the first batch anyway um yeah i never watched the american cup it's, it's on the Blu-ray, it was on the DVD I had. I've never found myself wanting to see the, the Americanized cut where they inserted the... I wouldn't mind the... watching it, just to... to oh, yeah, yeah, curiosity, yeah. Because yeah. basically, if you don't know, there's a version called Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which came out in 1956, I think it was, two years later, where they shot like, scenes of like, an American reporter who's trying to get the story about Godzilla as it's happening. So there's mm-hmm. these like English inserts of all these scenes of this guy... Uh, and I've never watched it, so I don't. I can't really describe it any more than that. But I understand that's what it, they've done to it.
1: Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't mind seeing it just to see how that plays out. Yeah, <laughs> My blob I, of a cat up there.
0: <laughs> yes, uh, Godzilla's <laughs> had got his, no shame. He's had his dinner, and he's 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 gonna lie up there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys. Right.
1: Sucking in a little. I mean, maybe when, we...
0: <laughs> maybe when we do one of the sequels or something, we can watch the King of the Monsters cut just for like a, a brief opinion on what it's like. Or I might I check know. it out. I don't know. Uh, mm. But no, Godzilla's wonderful. So, um, yeah. So I I don't want to downplay King Kong too much, right? But when I'm, when I'm getting to compare them, I see Godzilla as this really important film that still holds up that I think is hauntingly beautiful to this day. Mm. And then King Kong, I think it's a really important part of film history, but I don't necessarily actually get as much out of it or enjoy it as much uh i think that was, i think there's a, a clear divide for me between the two one is important but very dated to me and the other one is like still just as important and as great as it probably was the day it came out mm. uh so i guess with that said and you can give a final statement too, us uh, when i ask you this uh what are you rating both films <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> King Kong versus Godzilla round one. King King. Um, I do like Godzilla more. Um, I do think it's a overall better film, but I was surprised at how much I did really enjoy uh, King Kong. And I do think there's some, there's some um, really heavy moments in the film that, that got to me. And, uh, and I do, I found it like just a fascinating watch, just knowing the year it came out and the limited like knowledge they had of special effects and so they basically had to invent special effects in order to make the movie. Um, That I think, just, yeah, as a piece of cinema history, it is just as fascinating to watch. There are some problematic elements to the film, you know. There is some racist and some sexist elements that I wish could be avoided, but they're there. Um, But I think still overall, I I do think it's a really fun watch. Um, I like that... uh, that land of the lost style going into this jungle where these um, ancient creatures exist. It is still pretty fun. Um, so I'm going to rate it a bit high. I'm, I'm going to give it a nine. I do. I, I, I think it's, I do think it's great. Um, And I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Godzilla. I know I like, I know I love, <laughs> um, <laughs> I've watched it before and it is really great. Um, all the themes are are definitely there and they are a bit stronger, if not much more strong. Um but again, I don't think it's perfect, but I, I think it's pretty close. So that one I'm gonna give a nine point five.
0: Okay. Heavy hitters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so I am going to go a little bit lower on call. I'm gonna go I'm gonna give King Kong a very solid eight out of ten. Like I think it's an important <laughs> film, and I think there's a lot of merit in watching it and a lot to get out of it. Um, but it's essentially just the world's first B movie in a lot of ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in a lot, of, in a lot of ways. Whereas I don't think There's nothing about Godzilla to me that feels B movie. Godzilla to me feels like a uh, an important story that has has a message. And it's really funny to me that Shiro Honda, who directed the film, went on to do a lot of the sequels because it's, the sequels are just goofy fun. The big comparison, yeah. you know but clearly he, was, clearly he was up for having fun it's just like you know, he wanted to do a serious film and then he went on to do some silly things which enjoyed. is it is
1: it kind of like the uh the night of the living dead where the first one is like really saying something and then the sequels are all just let's just watch zombies eat each other or eat people
0: uh dawn of the dead is even better than night of the living dead so i take umbrage with that comment what you? i don't i've never seen them uh, so i don't know Dawn's a 10 tara Dawn's <laughs> a 10. it's on
1: my list maybe night- halloween
0: i mean days i mean some people love stand up for day is easily the weakest of the three but night and dawn are both master they're both like classics that you have to see the masterpieces okay oh okay okay oh my god i, th- I just
1: I, th- ass- I just i know the <laughs> themes in the first yeah. one and i just assumed the sequels were all schlock oh no, no no so the first one
0: obviously has its own things but the second one is about uh commercialization it's it's, it's like c- i mean compared to Zack snyder's version it's it, oh come on it's night and day no, no pun intended <laughs> 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 no pun intended uh oh, anyway Dawn, i cut you off yeah oh don's wonderful uh Don i recommend don't Dead. that everyone uh, yes uh so eight out of ten for kong uh godzilla is special it's a masterpiece and it only gets stronger every time i watch it uh 10 out of 10. boom boom there you go there it is um and I think that, Is that the first time I've given something a 10 that you didn't also give a 10? Because I feel like you've given a couple of 10s where I only went like a 9 or something like that. But that may be the first time that I've given a 10 that you've rated something lower.
1: Uh, I think you gave Terminator 2 a 10.
0: Oh, maybe. Yeah, I did not. Okay, alright. That's one. That's one. Uh, I assume you gave that like a 9.5 though. <laughs> I did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> alright, I can live with that. Uh, so there you go uh so hopefully talking about the two movies uh i'll, I'll admit the opening uh kind of divulged into just comparing them immediately because it was almost <laughs> impossible not to hey
1: this that's what this was for right yeah godzilla I, versus kong Kong I, versus godzilla
0: and my head that, that went at the end but whatever i mean it's what you know <laughs> it's, we go with the flow it's fine uh so that is uh that is godzilla and it's king kong uh, so the plan is, not the next week's episode is not this. Next week's episode is actually a new film coming out on Netflix, a Korean film, which Tara is clearly not looking <laughs> forward to. Uh, the audio people didn't get the to. Trailer the trailer was bad. The face she was pulled. Uh, we're lo- looking at Space Sweepers next week, which is a new Netflix film that's out on February 5th. Uh, so you can watch it when it hits on Netflix. Uh, so, yes. So we're doing that. But then uh, over the next month, we will be doing Kong skull island will be doing godzilla king of the monsters and then of course when it hits we'll be doing the new godzilla versus king kong
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that stupid ape is going down
1: that's all i'm saying <laughs> maybe we should get Matt on the show for that one
0: <laughs> matt will be very opinionated uh on this <laughs> e- even though the tra- i mean the trailer makes it pretty clear that there's going to be a bit of a twist that is i think quite obvious but i won't say anything else otherwise for say. anyone who's not realized or figured it out but yeah. Uh I'm just excited to see something else. I'll just say that. <laughs> something else. Uh so yes. Uh if you made it this far into the review, please put the words atomic. See for once the one of the movies we were looking at actually was related to our title. So atomic and the and the and the comments the you got this far. Uh Tara's going to post for the thumbnail. Uh so tara three two one pause
1: to, uh, I should do it again.
0: You can do it again
1: I'm trying to be kong. It
0: was a fine attempt
1: and you could be godzilla.
0: Okay, I don't know How, how do I pose as godzilla? You've given me the hard one.
1: You have to just edit atomic breath and
0: okay go. All right, okay <laughs> <laughs> All right. Three, two, one. Pause.
1: There we go. You get to deal with that.
0: I get to deal with it. I'll probably have to flip you because your arm's going to be right in front of my face if I <laughs> put it up as it is. That's Oh, okay. uh, dear. Uh, let's see what the one out of ten reviews are on uh, IMDB for these two bad boys because I suspect they're going to be silly. Believe it or not, there is only one one star review for King Kong. Whoa. Uh, it's titled No Emotion or Memorable Dialogue Equals Terrible Film. And then there's a spoiler filled review. That's from 2011 uh, from Ben Skill. Um, how many reviews are the total? Out uh, of 525 reviews, only one star review. Wow. Um, and then, whoa, this is weird. Godzilla also only has one one star review. What? Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like they're both great movies or something
0: uh from 2017 from uh miss as i think that says uh what's with the voices is the title of this hold on <laughs> i think this person watched the dub version and doesn't understand what dubbing is is the, the gist <laughs> i'm getting from glancing at this review uh so i'm going to say that 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 uh, review is null and void uh there's 232 reviews for the original godzilla on here so clearly not many people watching a foreign film i guess that makes sense but
1: hey yeah cool
0: cool That said though imdb's worldwide so i mean why wouldn't there be a bunch of japanese reviews of godzilla potentially <laughs> anyway this has been godzilla versus or it's not been godzilla it's been godzilla and king kong with the two separate original <laughs> films hopefully you enjoyed our discussions of these two classics um let us know what you think of either one or both down below in the comments <coughs> before i die um, and <laughs> you can of course like subscribe all those things are very important they're the free way to support us um, and we also mentioned patreon.com slash plus tv earlier tara would you like to promote anything else we do uh, before we head off
1: well we already promoted babylon 5 so if you're a fan of black and white i guess check out our, our twilight sun reviews we've been working our way through the original <laughs> twilight sun series we're um working through season three at the moment and uh, it's been fun it's been fun revisiting and some episodes for the first time so check that out thank you
0: yeah uh so that's pretty much us get us on twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates and just to remind you we're doing space sweepers next week so look forward to <laughs> tara give it a chance promise me you're going to give it a chance fine <laughs> uh, <bye. laughs> so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching Science fiction and computer at Salsa.
1: Was beauty that killed the beast?